Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly Sarlo. Oh, I didn't get a middle name, so this is promising. <laughs> Good morning, mother. Why do I do I use your middle name to kind of give you a heads up something's coming down? No, it's usually very loving if it's my first and second name, but if it's all three names, it's like, oh, oh. she means business in a different kind of way. <laughs> okay. Well, isn't this just a gorgeous morning? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a story and I know that you've picked a lovely name. So what's the name for our client today? Her name is Micha. And what nationality is Micha? Korean. Okay. So Micha and I are seeing each other over technology. And she begins the session after we get through consent process by asking me for an open session that she wants to hear from her spirit guides and that she also has some questions So she's actually picking what we call the combo session Mm -hmm. so that she can have complete control, um, ask her questions, and hear anything the guides want. So that's the combo. And I'm saying that for people who are listening for the very first time, that we go through a consent process and explain all of that before we begin channeling. So moving right in then at the very beginning and saying to the spirit guides, so what do you want to tell Micha? What's, What's on your mind? And the spirit guides begin by saying, boundaries, one word, boundaries, watch her face. And I'm like, watch it for what? Uh, Just pay attention to her. We need to see her response. 
and if she's going to be open to this or not. And I said, ooh, does this mean that she's already aware that boundaries is an issue? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. And she's known it her whole life. Can we pause? Mm-hmm. Normally, I will pause to explain to listeners how something that the human has done is a test. And I want to spell out here that in a really kind and considerate way, the guides are giving her a test. She has asked for open, and I'm actually going to counter one of the things that you said. This is not complete control. Complete control would be if she wanted to just ask questions and direct the entire session herself. True. She split it into, I do have questions, so I want some control over what happens today, but I'm also going to leave room for the guides, at which point the guide stepped in and decided to test her truthfulness. Mm -hmm. So if we just give Karen one word to give Micha one word, um, and we see her reaction about how quote unquote open she truly is, then the guides will take it from there. Mm -hmm. So I did, I, I did exactly what they said because that's what you and I do. We, we listen to them and we understand, and, and because we ask them to explain things, We have a good sense of what's going down in a session, even though sometimes the client isn't aware of it, as you're pointing out. So I said, okay, Micha, I said, your guides want me to say one word to start the session, and I'm just going to blurt it out for you. It's boundaries. And she looks me straight in the face, turns her head completely 90 degrees, like she's looking out a window or something, and then turns back, looks at me again. And says, okay. Then the guides tell me that her boundary issue started in childhood with her parents. And that she has understood that to be somewhat of a problem all through her teenage years in particular. Then she marries her high school sweetheart and has a child, a son. And I'm like, oh, that's factual. That's good facts. I can use all of that for validations with her. And they said, yes, but we want to tell you the reason why we're saying it. She struggles with her husband in that she people pleases and then avoids. This is the pattern. So she'll lean in and she thinks the marriage is good. It's great. Everything's hunky-dory. We're lovely. We're a great couple. And she even tells people that we don't argue. We always get along. Well, they always get along because there is no ability to confront in a healthy way. And she avoids when she's not people-pleasing. Oh, you have a good look on your face. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, a lot of couples come to mind when you're explaining this, because I know some couples who don't fight because they have good, healthy conversations, and that statement is true. For the majority of people who say, oh, we don't fight, it's because one of you or both of you have not individuated from the other. Mm -hmm. And so there's 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 no person to oppose because neither of you refuse to take an actual stance. Yeah. So... In their marriage, they hit a stalemate, like they hit this pattern and then it just goes on Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. It just keeps repeating until she decides she's fed up. She gets tired of all of the people pleasing and that is really what pushes her over the edge. So she leaves her husband and then the really, this unhealthy part of who she is continues with the adult son because... (laughs) 
she's created the very same pattern. And he, growing up, watching his mother's behavior and watching his father's behaviors, has decided that he'd rather be dad than mom. Mm -hmm. So now we know that he's in the same mode as dad. And she's, pardon me, same mode, meaning same behaviors. Mm -hmm. And she's now stuck in her, and I'm going to call it her second marriage. Mm -hmm. And, but her second marriage now is to her son. Yeah, it's, it's the one a lot of people think you can't leave. And this is the point and why she made the phone call. So the guide said, so there it is. We've wrapped it up in a nutshell. Karen, please explain all of that to her. And this is what, what's going on. This is what she has questions around. But we're bringing it right down to the core that she doesn't set boundaries and that her pattern is to people, please, and avoid. We've wrapped it up in a, in a nutshell. Just tell her that. And then as I start to convey all of this to her, one of her spirit guides says to me, she's a therapist, she knows better. And I'm like, huh? Excuse me? But I'm in the middle of telling all of this to her to get validation that these are the reasons that she's called, that these are the questions that she's got written down on a piece of paper because she's got, she's very prepared. She has a whole notebook in front of her mm-hmm. where she's been journaling and where she's got all of this stuff written out in, I'll say, storyline. And then she's got her questions on another page. So she's, you know, she's tried to come fairly prepared. Mm-hmm. And the spirit guides say this to me, that she is a therapist and should know better. So I, I kind of keep that in my back pocket and go, okay, they didn't tell me that when they were downloading all of the information, they said it once I started talking. Like as a side note. Yeah. And I took that to mean, we're telling you that. We're going to start getting clients who say, and I want to hear about the side notes you're given. Ah! Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> So I told her all of that and she, she just agreed. She goes, okay. And so I'm hearing just one word answers. Well, you're hearing the pattern. I totally am hearing the pattern, which uh, in the story, thank you very much for pointing out to the clients and that the guides know that this is a pattern that she's going to present and that they're having me say certain things and no more, no less because it feeds the pattern so it can be presented so that they can go, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you do and you're doing now to Karen and you're now doing to us and we're calling it out for what it is. Yes, this reminds me of your podcast you did a few weeks back, um, Between Contracts. Oh. Where the gentleman thought that the way he behaved was his family's dirty little secret and that no one would know, and the guides pulled a gotcha moment. Oh, I love, I fucking love gotcha moments. Mm-hmm. They, they're just, um, especially when they're done, Kelly, uh, as the guides are doing them in, in these sessions that we're, where we're explaining it to, to the listener, where it's done with so much love. I was just going to say, I want to break that down as to why we love it. The first one, because the people who get the gotcha moments are usually the ones who are trying to hide something but pull the shock value on other people. Mm. 
and want that control. So the gotcha moment from the guides where this person realizes, Jesus Christ, I am not the one in control pulling all the strings here, and they have to very quickly accept that, is one thing where you see humility enter. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Humility is a good human quality to have. And if it's the guides facilitating it, fucking even better. Mm -hmm. And then, like you mentioned, the added layer, the most important layer of compassion, Mm -hmm. that the intention is to not say gotcha and leave you high and dry feeling shame, but to say gotcha, let's clean up the shit together. Oh, That's a real parent. It is. That's a real spouse. That's a real partner. Yes. That is love. Everything that you're describing, like it's it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So I described all of that to her and she says her okay. And then the guides come in and they go in and they start explaining in more detail how she's frustrated with her son, but that she's not recognizing the pattern that her son is identical to her husband's behavior. And she goes... Oh, and I said, so we're going to give you some examples. And the guides come in to give specific examples of how she people pleases her son. And then how she goes into, once she gets tired of doing that too many times in the morning, then by lunchtime, she's avoiding. And she goes, um, this just happened. She goes, this just happened yesterday and the day before, because this appointment she had me with me was on a Monday and it happened on the Saturday, Sunday. And she goes, so my son is in his early twenties. He spent the weekend with me at my house. And she said, I just went through this in both mornings. And then by lunchtime on both days, I was in avoidance of him. And just shortly after lunch on both days, he called me out. And she said, and then I went into my, um, I'm the therapist and I know best. And I said, oh, you don't need to tell me. I said, oh, let's slow it down. Two gotcha moments by the sun and she chose shame and defensive mode. Yes. And the guides pointed that out to her, that that's what she did. That was her response. And that she went into these forms of verbal abuse and control. And here's the kicker. Then, well, that is the kicker. Pardon me, well, Kelly. No, there's multiple kickers. Yes, because they then confronted her to say that she pulled the same thing with her husband. And then that she also does the very same behaviors with Don't all of her clients. clients. Jesus Christ. She does the very same. That she, she doesn't have the tools as a therapist. And she said, yes, I do. And I said, no, no. I said, I'm being told you have a master's. And she goes, I do. And I have the tools. And I said, no. I said, they're being, their guides are telling me that you do not know the 10 core beliefs of the people pleaser. And she goes, yes, I do. I said, okay, go ahead. Name some to me. And she goes, well, even if I name them to you, how will you, how would you know? And I said, because I know. Oh, hang on. And there is the pattern. Oh, yes. So a moment of gotcha, and then using the actual form of verbal abuse of diversion. Yes. And accuse and blame. You got it. So I, I, the guide said, now break this down. First of all, we're going to say, we want you to tell her that you do know. And I said, fine. 
So I told her, I said, I do know the 10, for, the, the ten core beliefs of the people pleaser. And I said, the book is by Beverly Angel. In order. <laughs> and all of our listeners are... That, oh, they're writing them down, taking them off their list. Yes. To see if they know them too. And I'm sure our steady listeners are, are sitting there going, oh, she's so fucked. She's so fucked, Mika. No, you're so... Micha. Micha, you're so fucked right now. And so I, I said to her, well, in fact, this is the name of the book. This is the name of the author. And I actually teach these with my daughter. And I'm still waiting for your list. And then we went through and I said, now I said, we're going to also go through the fact that you don't know the forms of verbal abuse. And she goes, yes, I do. And I said, again, no, you don't. And she goes, well, and I said, wait, I said, can you list the forms of verbal abuse? And she goes, well, I'm a therapist. Of course I can. I said, okay, go ahead. I have time. And she goes, well, and then stopped and she put her head down and she goes, I see, I see what's happening. I said, do you, do you? And she goes, yeah. I said, so what do you see? And she goes, are the guides asking this or you? Again, with the fucking attacking. Yeah. And I said, okay. I said, so we're going to have to take a pause. And I said, in the session, because every time I do the channeling, which is everything that I'm doing, I said, you're responding in a combative way, in verbal abuse, like I'm a therapist and or someone else in your life who has an opinion of who you. just has yes who just has an opinion and you're going to battle um, to defend your personality and your patterns and I said the difference here Micha is that your spirit guides are the ones that you've asked to speak to today it's your soul that's talking to you it's you your fight this is your fight with yourself this is your fight with the soul that said take a body and go to earth and do some work. And now they're saying to you, you're not doing your own work. And you took a position in life that had power over other people to change their lives. And you are doing the exact opposite. And there is no, your association doesn't know because nobody's reporting you. Mm -hmm. Because your clients, in fact, don't know these forms of verbal abuse or these core beliefs of the people placer to hold you accountable to how you're treating your clients. Mm -hmm. And so the spirit world has caught up with you and is confronting you. And so now Karen Sarlo doesn't give a shit, but your spirit is coming through Karen in order to say to you, this is what you're doing to your child, to your ex-husband, to your clients. Your ex-husband tried to challenge you and you left. Now your son is challenging your behavior and you don't think you can leave because it's your son. So you're just up against a brick wall where you're hunkering down for the fight. And you're in a position with your clients where you're in a power over and you exert it each day with abuse. And so she just literally, Kelly, put her hands down on the table, put her head down, and I didn't see her face for a good two to three minutes. May I ask a question? Yes. I'm curious to have it spelled out for listeners what the power over looks like in her client situation. How is she abusing them? Oh, it came because through, I, actually. I want people to hear yeah, this. Yeah. If, yeah, if that's the case. Because if they're sitting there going, well, how do I know if I'm being abused by my therapist? 
Okay. This is a great opportunity. Oh, okay. So some examples did come through in her session um, when we got into discussing the forms of verbal abuse. Her people-pleasing as, as, as well came through, but the guides pointed out things like that um, when couples came to her, and I want to say couples, and I want to remind people that I mean heterosexual and ev- bisexual and every form. I don't want people to sit here and think or have it in their Two mind people. that it's just their own relationship, whatever that is. I'm talking in all kinds of yeah. ways, um, as well as when parents come in with children where she's teaching the children to obey their parents. She's teaching wives to obey their husbands and struggles greatly in relationships where it's same sex. And the guides pointed that out, especially she does. does. Oh God, yes. Because when same sex couples come, in particular, if it's um, where she can't determine which one looks more feminine, or which one's more dominant? Yes. And that her idea of feminine means submissive. Mm. And I'm going to say meaning that she was, she trains them to be more people-placing. She gives them the homework, which she calls their homework, which means more of go into your people-pleasing. So she goes into the core beliefs of the people-pleaser to reinforce them. And the abuser... When the when the other the healthy partner or the one being abused says, "Well, isn't this abuse? Well, isn't this kind of bad behavior?" She reprimands them, and she turns to the partner who is the abusive person, and she reinforces a control over situation in order to be liked. Yes, in order to be considered a good therapist, because the goal is to keep the couple together. Or it's also to keep the parent in the position of authority over the child. No matter how mature the child might be. That's correct. But what the guide said to her is, so quite often then what she ends up doing in the child situation, they, they pointed out to her is that she even condones where parents parentify their children. Mm. And then she looked at me and she went, You know, and there's like this look on her face at this moment when I said this. And I said, oh, I said, we've hit a raw nerve. And I said, because your own parents parentified you. And I said, so you've never come out of your own issues in that regard. And so you're stuck in it when you're actually in a therapy session and you see the same scenario play out that you've lived in your own family. And I said, so the guides are trying to put this all on the table today, that you are an extremely unhealthy human being. Yeah, you know, although we encourage therapy and we always advocate for healthy therapy, Mm -hmm. I want to say that other jobs that have power over, there are protocols in place, hopefully being used, where they would say, turn your badge in. You're not fit for your job right now. Mm -hmm. You can earn it back. You can take a desk job and do something where you have less power over other people Mm -hmm. so you can get your own shit together and let us support you while you do. And unfortunately, in, weirdly enough, a regulated profession that doesn't have close enough eyes on Mm -hmm. what's being conducted, this slips through the cracks. Okay, so this is the next part of the session that you're leading into. Naturally. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Go on. So this is the next part. So she looks at me after, you know, her head is down. And I said, I know you're sitting in shame. And I said, so that very same author, Beverly Angel, the nice girl syndrome that we talked about at the beginning about those core beliefs that you have not addressed yet mm-hmm. and that you've, you're not dealing with in your own life and where it's spewing into every single relationship that you've got has written another book and it's all on shame. And I said, I don't rec- recommend that you read it first. I recommend that you read The Nice Girl Syndrome first, and then you go into the second book on shame after that. Mm-hmm. And I said, where she's really going to be able to explain to you the deep shame you feel when you're being parentified, when you're, in, you're put into situations at a young age that you're not capable of doing, and then how you're expected to do it, and the shame you feel when you can't do it properly. When you weren't supposed to be able to do it, you weren't supposed to be asked to do it. You were supposed to be allowed to be a child and then a teenager and then individuate. So I said, so you haven't gone through any of the processes at all. You've studied them, but you don't know how to actually give people the tools or actually be able to like implement this and give them examples and exercises to carry out. So then the spirit guides came in and said, um, she has an organization that she works for that is totally going to give her a leave of absence. If she sits down and says, it has come to my attention that I am not healthy from my divorce, from my childhood, I need therapy and I'm recognizing that I'm hurting the clients of this firm, of this organization, that that organization is going to say, we're behind you. You take your leave. You go on your leave of absence. Um, Your salary will be paid for and you get into therapy. So we finish her session, Kelly, and she's very good at the end of it. She's not said much during most of her time. She's listening. She's acknowledging. She doesn't say a whole lot. She doesn't even end up asking a lot of questions in reality. And at the end of the session, she said, am I allowed to book with you again? I know you're not a therapist, so do I actually have permission to call back and work on this? Or do I go to just therapy and you're a one-off? And I said, no. I said, we are not a one-off. You can call as many times as you want. And a lot of the stuff that comes up in our sessions will help you and go to therapy and work through it in a really beneficial way. Mm-hmm. I, I want to tag team this um, explanation here. Maybe I'm skipping ahead. I'm sure you'll tell me. A lot of people who maybe potentially see us as a one-off take the suggestion and go to therapy do end up coming back when that mm-hmm. particular therapist says, my expertise is in child trauma, but I don't do regression. So mm-hmm. if you don't know or are unaware of where this began, go back do regression with Karen or Kelly, mm-hmm. figure out where that trauma moment happened or the relationship trauma occurred, bring that back to me and we can work with it. Mm-hmm. And so there is an actual tag team between the professions where we can fill in the blanks for each other. Yeah. We even have clients um, that record the sessions with us and mm-hmm. give it to the therapist. Mm-hmm. The therapist listens to it and then has, per- of course, with permission. Yeah. All parties are consenting. Yeah. And then are able to use whatever they take out of that session and bring it into the therapy session with the same client. So the session ends. 
And that was like nine o'clock in the morning when that occurred. At the end of my day, which wasn't till about, oh, I don't know, eight that night, I was just checking my emails quickly. And there's an email from her. And I thought, oh, I just saw her this morning. I wonder why she's emailing. Is this to book a next appointment? One of three things. Scathing review or threat of review. <laughs> a humble thank you because they processed it. Yeah. Or I'm never coming back again. That, that was upsetting. Yeah. So I clicked on her, her, her email and it, her response was, thank you very much for the session. Lovely. I went in and spoke to my boss Right after lunch. Shut the front door. Yeah. Um, I am on my leave as of Friday at 4.30. Fuck off, Karen. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Her her company was spot on that they want to keep her, but that they recognize she needs help. So they told her that she could choose a therapist within the group because they have psychiatrists in the group, psychologists, therapists, social workers that she could choose somebody from within and that that would be paid for under the plan or that she could find somebody outside of the group and that they would pay for it up to 80%. So she would have some fee on her own to cover that they were willing to give her as many months as necessary, up to six months leave to do her work. Um, She told them about the session with me and they said that they were willing to pay a percentage um, for her work with me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that, that they wanted our contact information so that they could refer because they were, they got into a conversation with her about it and said, could this help our other clients? And she said that she believed that the work we do could. So that there was this possibility that there, that this was going to be shared amongst the other therapists so that they could refer to us. So she is now going forward with a plan of action. And then at the bottom of the email, she said, okay, so I'm going to be making the decision as to, you know, which therapist, where I'm going and what I'm doing. Can I book my next appointment with you? And can I make it in two weeks? I will take my notes and and come back to you with my questions. This is fantastic. I have one question for you. Mm. Which song did you happy dance to in the kitchen that night? <laughs> you know what? I don't remember. I feel like it was probably a 70s song. Absolutely. Given the vibe. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I'll go with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Probably. I, I've been on their kick lately. <laughs> I Congratulations, first of all. Um, I doesn't sound facetious, but I mean it very genuinely. For doing your job. Oh, yeah. Congratulations for showing up and doing your job to the fullest extent that you could. Um, congratulations to Micha, who, in spite of herself, mm-hmm. showed up for herself mm-hmm. and and used that hour or half hour to work through that humility um, and just crack the egg to mm-hmm. dive into the shame and let it be instead of running from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, congratulations to the guides who knew exactly how to handle themselves at each moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they're your best coach. Oh, my God, Kelly. Okay, so this is the most exciting part for me. Wait, and, and congratulations to her, her, her team of humans that she works with and for. She decided that the people-pleasing wasn't working for her because it was spelled out in front of her that it wasn't. And in the very moment that she went, okay, I accept this reality, her entire team showed up and said, okay, put us in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing out all of that for people. 
It's important for the listeners to hear you critique that so that right to the very end of your very last word, where you said that the humans can finally show up because she did. Yes. Yes. And because she let them. Mm -hmm. People pleasers go into isolation mode forever and ever, and Mm -hmm. they'll never admit it because they think I'm so social. I do everything for everyone. They can't see how that's isolation for themselves. And yet when they can accept, like I said, that reality and actually let others be there for them, people want to rise for you. Yeah. You've just kept them at bay this whole time. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Tell me what your favorite part was. Well, she put a PS at the bottom. Oh. (laughs) And her PS was looking forward to this beautiful relationship with my own soul. Oh. With my soul group. You call them my spirit guides, something like that. Cool. Looking forward to getting to know this group that love me. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, to me, this is one of these beautiful Saturday morning happy stories, you know, because some of our stories are really hard and they're mm-hmm. not so happy. <laughs> but, and, and this one is rough because yeah. we're also hearing um, a grown-ass woman who's a professional. She's in her late 40s. And she's hearing that she's been in this career for well over two decades. Doing a shit job. Not doing a good job. And how, how much shame she could feel sitting down thinking of all of those families and all of those people where she has said, you know, you're being parentified, sucks to be you, suck it up. Where she has been saying to people who've been abused, suck it up. You've been abused, stay. Work harder. Yeah, and and that's not new. I think about therapists not 10 years ago who may have been literally trained to look at bisexual, homosexual, transgender people Mm -hmm. and coach them out of it, counsel them out of it and convince them that something's intrinsically wrong with them or that they're, you know, not who they think they are because that's what they were taught to believe and then educate. Mm-hmm. And now with new knowledge, now mm-hmm. with a better, more, you know, bigger scope of the actual situation, reality of things, we can look back on that in shame and think, fuck, uh, given what I thought was supposed to happen, this is what I counseled people to do. If we can sit in the humility of it, the humbleness Mm -hmm. and go, okay, I have new information now. I have a better understanding now. I can do it differently. Mm -hmm. We can move forward. Yeah. And your shame goes away when you take the action to start doing it better. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I've learned because I've had my own fair share of shame. And we all all have. You're not human if you haven't. That's right. Animals feel it with a tail. Yes. And if you're sitting there listening to this thinking, well, I don't, I don't feel shame over anything. I guess I'm better. I guess I'm healthier. No, you're a narcissist. That's get, what I was just going to say. You're a narcissist and you need to book an appointment with somebody. If you think that you've had no sh- nothing to be shamed over or to feel your own shame over in your own life, as you're saying, it's just a natural human experience. It's an indicator. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was her P.S., And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing her again. Mm -hmm. So that's going to come in a couple of weeks. And she's making her steps in the in-between. And uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing how she looks back at her marriage Mm -hmm. and how she takes her own responsibility for it, or whatever, just her own responsibility that is healthily hers. Mm -hmm. 
And then how that's going to affect her relationship with her son. Mm-hmm. Who has all the possibility in front of him for yeah. a, new, a new mom, new relationship. Exactly. And um, the tools that she's going to get between the therapist that she will see and her spirit family that is going to come through and hand her some tools. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, happy Saturday. Yeah. No kidding, eh? Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.